Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Tip and Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. And today, my guest is incredible. She surprises me every time I see her on Instagram. She surprises me when, you know, she sent me a little quick write-up about her. I'm like, what? I had no idea. She is incredible, and I cannot wait to share her with you. Jacqueline Grady-Smith has over a decade of experience at the nexus of food and nutrition strategy and operations management. She is currently the co-founder and COO of Not Just Co., a high-growth CPG, CPG company making multi-purpose better for you sauces and dressings. I had the honor and privilege of trying her 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 sauces and dressings, and oh my goodness, so good! I cannot wait to share her story with you. She specializes in ex, uh, executing complex challenges and has been a leader in public, private, and academic settings. After shifting her career focus away from public policy towards food, she became a specialty buyer for Whole Foods, where she led the procurement efforts for a multi-million dollar a year department in the highest revenue store in the company. Now, when she went over to Christopher Kimball's Milk Street, where she managed the e-commerce business, she serves as an instructor in the cooking school. How cool is this? Uh, she is just multi-talented. Uh, she now lives in East Boston with her husband and her two beautiful daughters. I just want to say, Jacqueline, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You, you are like multi-skilled. I had no idea. So I had the privilege of meeting you at uh, Stacy's Rise Project. We were both selected. Um, the 14, I guess, can I say winners? I didn't say we were winners. Stacey's <laughs> Rise Project 2023. Uh, so I was from over 9,000 women, and we had such an honor of being there, learning from PepsiCo, learning from each other. And when I was, like, learning about you just before this podcast, I had no idea that you were a previous buyer from Whole Foods, that you're an operations specialist. And, and all these other things. And I would love for you just to tell us a little bit more about you. Like, how did how did it all start for you? Like, how did you get to your business? And why is it called Not Just Co? That's a great question. Um, so I started actually my career in Washington, D.C. I was a public policy analyst at a small uh, policy shop there. Um, and really, you know, got into the nuts and bolts of policymaking on the Hill. Um, and then you know, from there, I had sort of a circuitous route. I ended up back in Massachusetts, where I'm from originally, working in economic development. That was fine, but also not quite the right fit for me. And when um, my husband and I had the opportunity to move to New York, uh, I couldn't actually find a policy job that I was interested in. And so we needed the income and I was cooking like crazy on the weekends um, just for our fun and experimenting with a ton of different food. And so I ended up as a buyer for the Whole Foods in Columbus Circle, New York. My goodness. Um, so wow. from there, 
we, you know, I, I moved again a couple of times, but was always able to stay in food. Um, and when we started the company, I was working at Chris Kimball's Milk Street in Boston, um, both cooking in the, t- uh, in the um, school in the evenings and then also running the e-com store during the day. That is incredible. Now, your your love for cooking, like, is that what allowed like allowed you to teach cooking? Like, and yeah. it's kind of that. What? Yes, yeah, so I really. Um, I'm I'm all self taught. I don't have a culinary degree or anything. Um, I taught myself quite a lot and have taken some cooking classes myself. But then was really lucky enough to be paired with a couple of great mentors, um, at Milk Street, who were able to kind of teach me the key principles of putting really good food on the table. Um, and so learning yeah. that given me a baseline for the rest of my work. Yes. And they're into not just cook. Mm-hmm. So how did you go from teaching cooking to, to co-founding a product <laughs> brand? What? That's great. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So we, I was working uh, with my co-founder, Catherine Smart, um, she was teaching in the cooking class. She was doing food media work during the day and she was personal chefing as well to kind of pay her bills. Her client, one of her clients had given her this CSA box of produce and asked her to do something with it. And so she developed, a, our original sauce, our 10 veggie pasta sauce out of that box. Um, wow. she started using it. It was a great, great fit for that family. And so she started using it for other clients as well. Um, and using it as a base to kind of facilitate her own personal chef business and make it go a little bit faster. So she used it as a base for enchiladas and shakshuka and as a braising sauce. Uh, And when we started working together, she'd been using it for a couple of years and came to me to see if I would help her, you know, commercialize it and build out a line of these multi-purpose pantry staples. Oh my goodness, that's brilliant. Now, why is it called Not Just Co? That's a great question also. <laughs> so it's something we've thought a lot about. Um, so it's kind of two things. The first part of it is the really product level. Everything we make is multi-purpose. So, you know, our sauces are great pasta sauces, um, but they're also great in the variety of ways I just mentioned. The dressings are great dressings. Yeah. Also super on cold noodles or on, you know, leftover vegetables, or you just throw some grains in a bowl with some leftovers and it dresses them up and makes them a little bit fancier. Um, so that's the first piece of it. The second piece is really, you know, we're, when we, when we started building out the brand, we started thinking about who are we speaking to? Um, and we were really, you know, we realized that we were speaking to other busy families like ours and, and working moms in particular. Uh, and so we wanted people to really feel like this was a product for them and they're not just moms, they're not just employees, they're not just spouses, Um, but they're, you know, we're trying to serve and help the whole person. So you can get back to the things that make you feel like you. I love it. I love it so much. And now if we're listening, I hope you work and we go, where do we get these sauces? Yeah. Where would you say, like, where would we go? Right. Someone Um, says, I want to buy her sauces right now. I want to try this. Where would we find it? Yeah. So we are currently sold in a lot of different specialty stores around the country, um, the big launch this week actually is our pasta sauces will be in 240 targets. Um, that's wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then we have a number of retailers on the coasts primarily. So Roche brothers in the Northeast, uh, we're moving into Shoprite, Citarella's fairway, uh, and uncle Giuseppe's in the New York tri-state area. Um, we're in Schnooks in the Midwest and we are in Bristol Farms in LA. Um, 
and moving up the coast there as well. That is so great. I'm congratulations. So wonderful. Now, are you working through a distributor or are you you're distributing yourself? No, we so we do a little bit of everything. We uh, do work with Kehi and UNFI um, to get to some of the farther kind of corners of the country. Um, but we also do drop ship to independent stores. So we do a decent amount of business, you know, directly through shipping. That's awesome. That is so great. Congratulations. Thank you. Before you target. Woohoo. Okay. Well, I'm in Canada and I know that thousands of Canadians that we all go down and shop at Target. So we will be definitely looking for your sauces for sure. Now, I, I know that there are people listening and they're like, okay, well, that's awesome that Jacqueline has this amazing sauce that's out in all these stores. How do I do it? So if someone's listening, they're like, okay, Jacqueline, do you have any top tips on how to get your product out there? As a brand, you're saying to to kind of push your product out? Sure. Someone's like, okay, well, I have product A, B, C. Yeah. How, how do I let people know about it? Like, how do I get it into storage? What do I do? Or how am oh. I supposed to? Um, I mean, you really have to be a bulldog, I would say. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of ways to do it. You can start DMing people on social media. That's one one one, one way that we've been effective. Um, we've also, you know, for us, it's to get into some of these bigger accounts required us hiring an external sales team. So we do work with a team that has a lot more specialty in sales than um, in particular. But I think really it's just not taking no for an answer. Um, mm. I read once from another entrepreneur, another female mom entrepreneur in the space. And she said, you know, if you get a yes, then that's great. If you get a no, then it's just a maybe for later. Uh, and I really yeah. liked that. It resonated. Okay. Yeah. So, so good, right? You have to be resilient. You have to figure out why and, you know, appreciate it. I think if someone says no and you, you learn from it and say, oh, okay, thank you. Can I understand why? And then, mm-hmm. and then figure it out and then come back and yeah. like, it, it just keep going, keep trying. And, and that's why I think as an entrepreneur, you have to have that passion and drive because mm-hmm. you, you can't just stop at the first no, because then, then you're going to be probably switching careers like a hundred million times, I think. <laughs> but right. It's like, you know, keep going. So, so true. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Be a bulldog. Oh, so true. So true. Um, And now when you said you DM on social media, are you talking to like end users or are you talking to like a retailer? Uh, Both. So luckily for me and luckily for the business, my co-founder handles most of that. (laughs) But um, there's a lot of, you know, if a retailer expresses interest on like one of our drop shipping platforms, she reaches out to them immediately. If there's a retailer we really want to be in, she'll reach out to the social media team immediately, see if she can get contact with a buyer um some mm. of it's cold calling stores if you if there's someplace yeah. you really you ought to be uh and talking yeah, to them about bringing samples in yeah yeah linkedin is so good for that too and i've also mm-hmm. guessed that emails and and got the right one and yep. then they say you know it takes seven tries to get a, a sale or response sometimes so, oh i believe know, don't give up don't give up right i i mm-hmm. like so strong on believing do not give up now you were a buyer for Whole Foods, which I just learned. Now, if someone that that is so crazy, um, so you have that 
other expertise being on the other side. So what is something that, you know, like intrigues you when, well, when you were a buyer that, that, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this product on our shelves. And then on the flip side, what is something that really turns you off and you're like, nope, not even going to respond or reply or even open the email. So Um, one, one positive, like, yes, this is something I would definitely be interested in and something the opposite. I think, you know, differentiation and quality would be the two things that really um, helped products um, stand out. So, you know, making sure that the, whatever you're putting in front of a buyer is like very, very excellent quality, especially in today's market. Um, And also making it clear how this product differs from, you know, a saturated category that it's in. All of these grocery store shelves are full of things. um, As anyone knows who goes in shopping at any time. Um, so you want to make sure yours is going to stick out and you want to convince the buyer that it's going to stick out. That's awesome. I love it. That That is so true. Okay. How about someone that turns you off right away? Um, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. So if they can't answer basic questions about the brand or their finances or their, you know, marketing plan, those are things that are red flags. And I think you, you want to make sure you're prepared when you're coming in front of someone. Yes. So, so true. So good. I, I love it. Can I ask how long you were a buyer for Whole Foods? Yeah, about a year and a half. And what, like, was very interesting. Did you ever find a product you're like, oh my gosh, the whole world needs this? Was there ever <laughs> that moment? Um, yeah, actually one of them. So it had been brought in before I started, but, uh, I helped them, you know, get some shelf presence, additional shelf presence. And that was Hue Chocolate. Um, they were brand new when I was a buyer and they went into Whole Foods first and the quality of that chocolate is just outstanding. Um, and really, you know, I think it it was differentiated on the shelf immediately and they've since had a huge exit. So I think I'm not the only one who felt that. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Congratulations for them. And I missed the name of the chocolate. It's Hue, um, H-U. Hue chocolate. Wow. First, I'm going to look that up because I really love chocolate. (laughs) Okay. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Now, did you find that people sent you samples when you were a buyer? Yeah, a lot of them or... got... I was a store-level buyer, so a lot of them did go to the regional buyers, um, the regional level, but we always had people pop in and ask to talk to us. Uh, and often, you know, if I was behind the counter or on the floor, then you, you got to have some cool conversations. That's very cool. That's so cool. I'd love that you had that expertise and then creating a product knowing what... A, a retailer or reseller would look for. I love that. Love your expertise. Speaking of your expertise, you are an expert in operations. And, you know, I wish I had your brain. And I'm, I'm sure my listeners are like, what? Operations is so key. I mean, yes, creating a product is fabulous. But then now what, right? Like, where do you go from there? So I, I want to ask you, how do you think about small business operations in a world where op- operations are driven by scale? What are some tips to streamline? Yeah, so that's a really excellent question as well. Um, as every small brand knows, I think operations can be a real sticking point, and it's really um, it's a make or break for the the success of the business, in my opinion. So, you know, I think about it as at a very basic level getting as few hands as possible to touch the product before the end user as you can get. 
Um, so for me, that means, you know, being thoughtful about sourcing and making sure that we're ordering directly from, um, you know, vendors whenever possible and not using a third party supplier. It means making sure that we're being thoughtful about the freight and the way that the product is moving and the raw ingredients are moving around the country. Um, making sure that we're set up in, in, um, for distribution in places, key points of, of location so that it's not, you know, product isn't getting trucked back and forth across the country many times. Uh, and then making sure that, you know, you're on top of all of it. So really, you know, operations drives the bottom line of the company and knowing the, um, knowing your cost of goods and the kind of nitty gritty of what freight is costing and what your raw ingredients are costing and what your manufacturing is costing is, is absolutely key to making sure that the company is successful. I love how you worded it to make sure that, you know, your products have the least hands touching it as best as possible, because that means so much. It means also it uh, reduces costs because it's like you said, it's made from here it's A to B to R to S to T. It's, it's going to be very expensive and, and, and cost you a lot of money mm-hmm. um, because it normally doesn't translate on the other end where they're going to pay for all of those costs. Right. And you actually have to eat a lot of that yourself. So good. Now, so if someone is starting out and they're like, okay, well, what is the first step to laying down a, a system for operations? What might you say? I would say that you, you know, understand the raw ingredients and where you're going to get them. Um, and then you can start to build out the cost of your product. And then you can start to build out what your margin needs to be. And then you can start to build out what your pricing is going to look like. And then from there, you can start thinking about where that product is, a be- is best fitting on the shelves, who the end consumer is, um, and making sure that where you're sending product and where you're shipping product aligns with the people who are going to be able to pay for your product. So good. So good. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So wise. <laughs> now, lots of lots of mistakes over the years. <laughs> I I fully understand that, and sometimes mistakes are costly. And I, I I'm just gonna throw this out at you. Um, we learn from our mistakes, and and you have, in the time I've known you, you you just shine and just are so lovely, and and you've gone through a lot, and. Before we dig deeper into that, I guess I want you to share if, if there was a mistake that you could share with us, as you just said, we, you learned from a lot of mistakes and I have costly ones on my end for easy daisies. But is there one that sticks out to you that was a, a big mistake that you did in business and what did you learn from it? Uh, yes, the biggest one was probably that we didn't we didn't understand completely all of those things I just talked about at the beginning, and we didn't understand how retail margin worked. Uh, and so our initial accounts, thankfully, it was very small scale, so we got to learn quickly. But uh, our initial accounts were like not profitable at all. Um, we were selling the product for you know what we thought they would buy pay for it rather than what we needed to sell it for to make it work. Oh, so smart! I love how you worded that. You priced it at what they needed to sell for but not what was possible for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I hear I hear you and I feel you and I think I'm still living through that for some of my accounts because I'm like scared to do something about it sometimes because you know you just don't want to upset 
like wake up the, the giants at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but so good. I love that. Thank you. Now we're in the month of September. Mm-hmm. Um, and September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And there's a saying that, you know, tough times never last, but tough people do. And you are a true example of this. And not just you, your daughter. Your daughter is a survivor of stage stage five? Four. Stage four. Stage four uh, neuroblastoma. And I'm so sorry that she had to go through that. I'm so sorry that you all had to go yeah. through that. But she is a little hero right <laughs> now. And I, I just wanted to ask you, what did this experience teach you and what did you take from it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously that was one of the hardest, it was the hardest thing that my husband and I have ever had to go through. Um, watching her, she got diagnosed just before her first birthday and and she was very, very sick. Um, we are so grateful that she's had such extraordinary care and is doing beautifully um, and just celebrated her fifth birthday. So she's doing, you know, beyond what we had ever hoped. Wow. Um, but awesome. she, she, you know, that experience kind of put into perspective for me, especially the business, right? The it's easy as an entrepreneur, it's easy as a business owner to feel like, you know, whatever happens, the, the lows in your business are just these extraordinary lows. And it's so hard not to take it all personally. You hear no 150 times a week, every time, you know, there's a hiccup in the road or something doesn't go the way you think it can be really, really stressful as everyone, you know, who's done this knows. Um, but having seen her kind of go through that and, and survive it, we are really able to put those stressors into perspective. Um, so I'm able to remember, you know, when there's a huge bump in the road for not just that, you know, that's okay. (laughs) It's not, it's not a life or death situation. It's we're selling sauce at the end of the day. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that's, that's not like a, it's not a life-changing problem. Um, and so, you know, having seen her and her strength and her really just true, truly extraordinary spirit, um, gives you great perspective going forward. That is it's beautiful. I, I, I think it's, it's a great reminder to all of us that, um, uh, to put things into perspective because yes, you know, life can get stressful and work can definitely get stressful, especially if you're a small business owner. But the real picture of life is, you know, family and health and 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 being there for for each other and being present for your loved ones and and being there for them. So thank you for sharing that. And is there anything you would like to share about um, childhood cancer awareness month that that uh, you want to direct all of us in our Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's not, it's, it's a rare, rare, certainly a rare disease. Um, but it's not as rare as you would think and it's still fairly underfunded. And so, you know, the next time you're in a position to, um, you know, support a family or research opportunity for childhood cancer, I would encourage you to do so. It's a, it's a really, um, like I said, it's an underfunded and perhaps not as prominent cause as some others, but it, it's worthy and these kids deserve to have full, healthy lives. Thank you. And thank you. That's a great reminder. 
for all all of us to, as you said, you know, when we had that opportunity to contribute, to find a way to do it. And Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, September. Thank you for that reminder. Um, I wanted to ask you about not just Co and what is next? What is next for your business? Yeah, uh, we are, uh, you know, focused really on rolling out the target launch as successfully as we possibly can. I know this has been five five years of work for us. So this is super exciting. Um, Just making sure that we're successful there. Mm -hmm. We also have a new pasta sauce product that's coming down the pipeline that we are hoping to launch in early 2024, uh, which is a vegan bolognese. And it's just delicious and rich and has a ton of umami flavor. So we're super excited about that. So good. That is so good. Are you, are you vegan? Yourself? You know, I'm not. Um, I do have celiac disease, so I'm gluten free. But um, we really wanted to make product our products accessible to anyone who's sitting at your table. Oh, I love that. I love that. I don't think I've ever even heard of a a vegan uh, bonus sauce ever. So that's exciting. Congratulations, 240 targets. Now, when you say you've been working on this for five years, is that figuratively speaking, or are you saying actually we've been working? on this account to get this account. Not, not the account, but the, the business we've been working on for five years. Okay, so that's awesome. And you know, I mean, it, it does take time to build things, right? Like when people say it's an overnight success, you know, it was 10 years in the making <laughs> or, or five years in the making. Yep. So good. And um, any tips on working with a business partner? Uh, just, it's, it's like almost being married to someone else. You have to have... Uh, communication has to be great. You have to have your lanes of the business that you're working on, but make sure that they're overlapping constantly, that you're in constant communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, fundamentally that you have the same goals for the business and the end result as your partner does, because I think you can make a lot of mistakes and you can, um, learn a lot of things, but if you're not on the same page about what the end goal looks like, then it's probably not going to be successful. Very true. So true. And I love that you said stay in your own lane, but definitely intersect often to communicate. And I think that having some a partner that has strengths where you have weaknesses is so key. And so you bring a lot to the table, Jacqueline, because you have, you know, the the expertise in operations. You have been a buyer, uh, so you know what to look for and what is not good to to put out there so what are some of the strengths that uh your your partner brings to the table oh she's a she's an amazing amazing human she is she leads our marketing sales and fundraising efforts um she is a bulldog in the truest sense of the word really is totally unafraid to put herself out there which i greatly admire um she is you know always always willing to take a meeting to check track someone down to make sure that someone is aware the right people are aware of who we are and what we're doing um and she has my mom would probably call it gumption a lot of gumption oh, i love that that is so good so good that's why she's the one who reaches out on social media such a great yeah, exactly. tip that is such a great tip anyone who's listening and has a, a service a product-based business just reach out to people right what's the worst that can happen someone says no you're not exactly. further back step back than you started so you just never know until you try and um, and, and I love how you said it. You just got to keep trying. And that first no doesn't mean no, never. It just means not yet. 
Yep. And I think you might be maybe I watched on Netflix. So. And it's based on uh, a, a true story of a gentleman who who uh, wanted to be an astronaut, and you know, and um, and he kept getting no, no, no. And um, I think he tried for twelve years in a row, and and he finally did become an astronaut. And I. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was excellent. It just showed gumption and it showed resilience to his own family, to his children, to his, to his, his entire community because um, he was incredible. And you are incredible. Uh, it's called A Million Miles Away. <laughs> my, hus- my husband is watching. <laughs> he just shared that with me. Uh, but just incredible. And you are incredible and your story is incredible. Thank you. Um, I I want to ask you because my podcast is all about how to create better. I just want at the top of your brain to share the quickest tip, the first thing that comes to mind on how to create better in these four categories. Are you ready, Jack? Jacqueline? Let's go. <laughs> okay. How to create better family? Set time apart that's not on your phone or your business. Ooh, so good, so good. Like 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 pre-plan that time. And, and put away all the distractions. Yep. Be present. Like I know I am going to pick up my daughter from school every day at 4.30. And that time is time with just her. Oh, that's so good. So good, mom. I love that. It reminds me of a story of other mom who shared with me that, you know, she's also uh, um, an entrepreneur and just so busy and she's always on her phone and she said she'll never forget this moment where you know her her little kindergartner came home and was telling her all about her day and then all of a sudden um she felt her daughter's little hands on her face and and her little girl said to her mommy listen to me with all of your face because her mom was scrolling on her phone and she's like Never ever will I do that again. I need mm-hmm. to be fully present, fully present for yeah. my my kids, my family. Right? I, isn't that such a great visual? Like, yes. listen to me with all of your face. <laughs> so good, so good, so well said. And I think we take that into every situation, right? Uh, whoever we're in a conversation with, to just be fully present makes such a difference. Okay. Quick tip for create better business. Stress management. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, the business will not do well if you are burned out. Wow. So good. I, I like that. You weren't talking about how you know to do ABC in your business, but your business actually is the foundation of you and, mm-hmm. and your health. So that takes me to the next one then, how to create better health. Uh, again, set time apart when you can. Um, like I try really hard to get outside every day and at least go for a short walk just to get some fresh air. Uh, but that is certainly a work in progress. No, that's so good. And of course, we should probably be eating your products, your sauces. They're probably that, really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I were the salesperson, that would have been my answer, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I'll, I'll, I'll go for you. And so, yes. So definitely looking at your sauces. Um, and while I'm saying that, where would we look that up? So are they available on online as well? Yep, they're on our website. Um, in the 240 targets, we have a, 
uh, also have a store locator on our website that's up to date. So that should give you a full list of, of local stores. That is so good. I love that. That's so great. Um, I think um, my last one is how to create better self. Self? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think that's hard, right? It's mm-hmm. for, for a lot of women in their... 30 late 20s to kind of mid 40s you're in the middle of taking care of kids you might be starting to take care of your parents in some ways um again i know i've said this before but it really comes down to setting some time aside for reflection or meditation or yoga or whatever it is that kind of gives you mental space to focus on yourself for a little bit and not everybody else no that is that is great i i love that you have this theme of that time apart and mm-hmm. in, in all of these categories that time apart and and you know then it shows where your your true priorities are and yeah that is an excellent reminder Jacqueline thank you so much you were incredible if people wanted to reach out and find you where is the best place for them to go um they can reach out on our website I am on Instagram at jgradysmith that's always a great place uh or my email is Jacqueline at notjust.co that is awesome. And I will have all of that information in our show notes. And you. Jacqueline, you are incredible. And your your foods, your sauces are incredible. I cannot wait for everyone to discover you and at a Target near them. <laughs> that Thank is you so, so awesome. This was lovely. And thank you. My pleasure. And I just want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And I know that you two were inspired by Jacqueline. And her story, her resilience, and her great tips on not just operations, but on taking care of business, self, health, and and family. So set time apart to do that. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being incredible. Thank you. Thanks, Elaine.